Mm-hmm. Okay, Lily, don't play with the door. You might break the wall. Silly baby. Hmm. Wait one second. I'm going to go into Eric's room and see you. Dun, dun, dun. Pangelina invades the personal space of his roommate. A necessary evil. Or is it? Tune in next time. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Yeah. I do these things when they're away. I'm weird. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to another episode of The Old Taku Connection. Jesus Christ, I almost forgot the name of my own show. Um, yeah, the show where me, Joe Face, and Tangelina talk about anime, and I've been getting distracted a lot as of late. Partially because I'm trying to get away from my own stress, but, uh, you guys ever... I don't know what you'd call them. Do you all remember those choose-your-own-adventure books we grew up with? Or if you're an older fan, maybe you saw your kids reading or whatever. I don't know how long those things were allowed. But on the internet, they've sort of condensed them down to single images where you, like, crunch numbers, mess with stats, and put together a team or whatever the hell. Those things have been distracting the ever-loving shit out of me as of late. I don't know what it is. I'll, like, stare at them for minutes, lose 15 minutes, lose 20 minutes, lose half an hour. I think in one case I lost, like, an hour and a half on... Ugh. Yeah. Oddly fun, but really getting in the way of what's been going on with me, which is a whole lot of stuff to do and not enough time to do it, which includes this show. Um, Tekken. Tekken. We're talking about Tekken, the motion picture, which is actually a two-part OVA that they tried to masquerade as a movie. Yeah. It's special. Me and Mike have some history with it, so please enjoy. Mike, when uh, pondering, you know, various important things, do you ever ask your flesh for an answer? Uh, that's a good question, and I hope you have that whole monologue in front of you. I sadly don't. I was just going to, like, chime in with the random parts that I remember from it. It's kind of brilliant, actually. See, like, I was like, when I first saw this, I was legit down with that. Like, I was, that that shit gave me chills. I was like, yeah, this is some real ass shit. And looking at it now, I can see why people just write it off as ridiculous. But, uh, (laughs) I don't know if it's something in the delivery. Well, I know part of it is the actual song playing in the background. Yeah. Is some legit shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe some of the delivery. Yeah. Like, I completely lose it at the key to life. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I was thinking about that too while I was watching it. I was like, I was like, you know, this is actually kind of deep, but he's really overselling this, and the the music is a bit much. But I was, I try to do that when I watch certain things. I, I kind of try and divorce it sometimes if I could tell the writing's good and just kind of listen to the words and focus on what's being said. Uh, mm. And there's an interesting point that they're trying to make. Which yeah. I don't know if you wanted to, you want me to explain what I think that means. Well, we're going to go into it later because that that point actually gets echoed again by a character in the anime we're talking about. Which I appreciated. For for those who don't know what anime we're talking about, we are talking about the Tekken anime. Which what was that like late nineties? Tekken, the motion picture. I think it said ninety eight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when this got released in Japan, it was like a multi-part OVA, and when they ported it over here, they edited it together like a movie. Multi-part? I want to say either two or three parts. It already feels like one OVA. Yeah, well, I remember their, like, cut right before the tournament start felt like the felt like the end of an episode. Huh, so there would have been, like, three 20-minute episodes? Yeah... Or two half hour, I'm not completely sure. Wait, so that music... But it all probably would have been sold on, like, one tape or CD. So that music, was that changed for us? Has this been put on DVD or anything yet? I'm pretty sure it's been put on DVD. Because I've never heard the sub. Um, I want to say there was a sub on YouTube at some point. Two episode OVA in 98. Yep. Yeah. So splitting the two, they just combined it, made a movie out of it, and uh, let me see if there's anything about the music game here. And English language adaption by OV, by ADV Films, edited both episodes into a single hour-long film. We know that it featured new Americanized soundtrack with alter. Okay, yeah. Uh, they added that shit. <laughs> they take anything else or cut anything else out? I don't think they removed anything. I think it's just the music and. It does not see here's the thing. Here's the reason why I think they did that, right? So the Street Fighter Two anime, which we will talk about in the either near or slightly distant future. The movie? Yeah, the animated movie. The first animated movie. Uh had basically had a separate soundtrack when it got a dub. Like the dub has a completely different soundtrack and features uh, American music. And the sub is, you know, has the Japanese music, and it creates unique experiences to each. Um, I think at the time, a lot of people had only seen the dub out here with the American music, so I guess maybe the people who got this Tekken anime thought, okay, let's try that here. And they didn't execute it really well. That's kind of... Because it was executed really well in the uh, Street Fighter dub to the degree that, for some, the dub is a superior choice. Whereas here, it's not even timed correctly. I think it's fine to me when I hear that shit. It definitely just reeks of a time and place. Well, see, it's not even that. Like, um... (laughs) I want to get... Well, I just got to address the monkey in the broom here. Uh, There's that stabbing westward song that gets played when Nina tries to assassinate uh, Kazuya for the first time and it's still playing as Anna's in the shower (laughs) 
Yeah. I just... The scene ends and transitions. She's in there taking a shower, and you hear, I can't even save myself. That's a very... See, this movie was forward-thinking in that it was forward-thinking to about three or four years in the future, in the early 2000s, because that's what that shit feels like. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Something about that, like... Talk this, we talk about this on my show. We're talking about hackers. Something about that, like... It speaks to what I think they thought that the audience that would watch this would like. Mm-hmm. like I, I don't know. But, uh... I don't know, what was I going to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just really wish I I want to watch the uh, the the sub because I've seen this so many times and I still love it. But I just I wonder because yeah, I wonder what that sub is like. It probably especially with the music, it probably changes things quite a bit. And hearing the Japanese well, voices too. Well, you know what it is. I bet the music is more consistent with the sort of like overarching uh, theme. Basically that um, opening song that played over the dialogue Uh, during G-Chat I was telling you there's points in this where the music is actually really good and it's anytime variants of that theme is playing so I think I kind of wonder if maybe the Japanese theme is like more diegetic sound rather than music and and more instances of that theme. Yeah, I noticed that too. There's a lot of kind of ambient, just like you know, drums and shit. Like I think when Old Man Diverbus is talking, you hear it behind him. Yeah, uh, yeah, that type of shit. So it probably feels quite a bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go any further, let me. Speaking of uh, elephants in the room, you've, uh, dear listener, probably noticed a voice missing. And uh, he's being our, punished. Our dear fearless leader is, as usual, working himself half to death. And we found a way to both punish him and allow him to rest. Yeah. Hence us. Which is also why we're talking about Tekken. See, the original plan was for the three of us to talk about Catholic Dynamite, but I got to save that for when it's three of us and me and Mike are huge Tekken heads. Tekken heads? Yeah. Is that, is that a word? We've also had a... Uh, we're kings of the Iron Fist. Damn straight. <laughs> uh, uh, we've also had somewhat of a divisive... Uh, I don't know. What do you say? Uh, nature over this anime. Oh, yeah. You see, when I first saw this... I hated it with the fiery passion of a thousand suns, and I could not, well, I I wouldn't say I couldn't tell. I reached a point where I couldn't tell how Mike felt about it. For the longest time, I thought he loved it, and he'd like, I'd I'd find out sometime later that half the time when he talked about loving it, he was really just using it as a way to get me fired up. Well, I actually do love it, though, it's a thing. Yeah, well, what I hated about it back in the day is that, like, 
Well, there was a couple of things. One, I mean, for all the supernatural elements they have in the sense that there's literally like the devil and June can sense life force and they removed all the other I don't know if you could, you can't really call it supernatural, but like I guess the magical elements, like the fact that <laughs> Mishima style karate gives you a limited control of lightning. Law and Paul have fire spewing out of them when they do certain moves. All of that it's is gone. The fighting is mostly grounded. It's weird to say grounded in an anime with robots and a boxing kangaroo and stealth raptors, but yeah. stealth raptors disappearing dinos. Yeah, it was just it was just a weird combination. Like it was really hard to understand what they left in and what they put out. I but think um that was in the game, those are just sparkly effects. Well, I don't know because it it does have some. Uh, why can't I find words well, tonight? I mean, the point is, is all the all the Mishimas have really spiky hair, and that's actually them using static electricity. <laughs> is that canon? That's canon. Uh, that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, in an hour long movie, it's. Well, see, I'm not I'm not expecting them to explain it. I was coming into this as a Tekken fan, and also, that happens in anime sometimes. People just have powers, deal with it. I mean, for fuck's sake, X-Men is, some people are born with powers, deal with it. No, we can't. I just don't think it's a great omission. Like, I think, we know he's possessed by the devil, and I think that's... Uh, it, it made some of the fights. It made some of the fights feel kind of flat. Well, really, not even some of the fights. Though, it's to be fair, it's half the reason why some of the fights feel flat. The other half is Kazuya's too uber benchy. Yeah, I don't think they they didn't feel flat to me. They feel definitely one sided, especially because, and a large part of that is because it is one. It's just one hour, you know. They gotta focus. They're focused on this three-way relationship between Kazuya and June and Old Man Diver Butts, and to a certain extent, I guess, Lee, if you want to throw him in there. Well, I mean, then take take some conflict out and just give me, like, one good fight per episode or something, because, like, it was just somebody maybe hits Kazuya once and he annihilates them immediately. Yeah, I was fine with it. Maybe. See, that's the thing, and that's that's a, that's another problem, not even necessarily a problem with this anime, but the reason why it turned off a lot of people. Did it? It, uh, it? Oh, God, there's plenty of terrible reviews. Granted, most of these are from what I imagine are non-Tekken fans. Um, if you liked certain characters, you were probably okay with this anime. If you liked uh, oh, Paul, either of the kings, um, Yoshimitsu... <laughs> Ganryu, Bruce, Bake. Yeah, Paul's hair gets more screen time than Paul. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, they they kind of like went in and focused on certain characters, which would be would normally be more conducive to a better story, and you can kind of see how it works here, but. Overall, it just, uh, I don't know. It they tried to cram, like, a Paul and Law-like narrative into an hour story. It would just be like, why? 
Because it's already like why with the, yeah. uh, with like with the Jack story, you know. Well, that's the thing. This is maybe like the only instance where Jack gets like the gravitas and screen time his story deserves because like he's got some, it's some deep ass shit going with him across the games. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure the ending to his ending in two made me cry. Yeah, I was listening to uh, the shit that Doctor B was saying about him in this anime. I was like, I never really. This is the stuff I never really picked up on, like the stuff in the intro and Dr. B talking about how he was programmed to have, you know, emotions or programmed to be triggered on the battlefield to, to, yeah. to prevent collateral damage and keep some semblance of, like, humanity in the middle of I think I think the explanation is exclusive to the anime, but that is Jack's uh, plot in 2, is yeah. that, well, Jack 2 in particular is... He's this. He's an anomaly because he has like some sort of like working aspect that, that an aspect of his programming that basically works like a conscience. Yeah. And he gets blown, gets uh, killed at the end of uh, in his two ending because his creator is a dick. Yeah. Is he created by Abel or Biskonovich? Abel. Like that's the thing is that like. Jack's like plot line, no, none of it shows in any part of him during the game. You only see it during his endings, and like he has his, his story has its own cast of characters. Yeah, yeah, the little girl who's like grown up in yeah. in three, which was kind of neat. Yeah, that's what I loved about, especially about they kind of. I don't know when they started playing. Well, they didn't play. Not that they played fast and loose with the timeline in the games. It's just that, uh, and especially seeing where the actual Tekken storyline has gone, which is off the deep end ever since mm-hmm. like five, four. Uh, it was still it, that's when it kind of spiraled. But four was kind of still kind of classic Tekken. Well, four was trying to be serious, and it just kind of like flubbed it. Flubbed it in some areas, willfully threw it to the wind in others, yeah. and then... Well, the presentation wasn't there for the a lot of the story endings and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it just got progressive. I mean, after 6, and then tag, and, like, now it's kind of, it's just out of control, and it's too, it's really weird. Uh, so that was one thing I appreciated, actually, going back to this, was it's a focused story about certain characters and the retelling of these events from the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I kind of... I think at the end of the day, it wasn't as fun as it probably should have been. Though that may... Uh, well, I don't know. I want to say that may just be me, but I think it's missing something. It's missing another hour. Maybe, maybe it just needed more. But uh, I well, here's the thing. Like my my feeling across the board is that if you're gonna adapt a fighting game into something else, it needs to be a series. Because like any fighting game worth its salt, like every character would warrant their own something. Yeah, I mean, like I I almost felt like going back to this. 
it was weird how much how, uh, how many uh, um, Enter the Dragon vibes I got. And oh yeah, it was kind of a Game of Death vibe at the end with the tower. Even though yeah, they, with the with the pagoda. Yeah, they never go up it, but they're still like they're trapped on the island. All these internet, this international cast, but so it made me think, you know, in a two-hour movie, you would be able to squeeze in a little bit of Law and Paul and, and a little bit of shit like that, and mm-hmm. give a little bit more background to some of these people. Um, but you know, it's that uh, we talked about this on the, the Lost Street Fighter episode, where the the number is seven is kind of the magic number of people you can you can follow. And, yeah, uh, I they pushed that here. Like, uh, how many characters did they ask us to care about? I feel like it was about uh, June, Lay, Jack, Jack Kazuya, Kazuya. Lee. <laughs> Nina and Anna. Nina and Anna, they kind of count as one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. It's it's in there. Um, yeah, maybe part of it was, like, the hour. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's, it's definitely a step up from how I felt about it before, which was just like a... <laughs> Like just just utter vitriol, just like sheer seething hatred. I used to hate this so yeah, much, I, I, and it's like I can almost I I like I see potential in it now. I just wish it were like better in one way or in a number of ways, I guess. Like, and I'm not a hundred percent sure what I want it to be. I just kind of like know which elements of it are what what was in the original games that's not in here that I would have liked to see. Yeah, I mean, kind of one of the big things before that I never even noticed and I was trying to remember was actually the ending, which was because in Tekken 1, uh, Kazuya gets his revenge and chucks old man diaper butts off a uh, off cliff. Yeah, just drops him off the, the chasm. And here yeah. it's he June convinces him to actually to spare yeah, him. Yeah, and then they kind of all fall into the volcano, but then they all yeah survive. they all survive. But this is actually I kind of wish this had continued mentioning that because this is kind of like an alter like a like a, like an alternate timeline. Yeah, because because what we see in the games is that like. Giving into that vengeance made Kazuya an awful a villain. Yeah, which is actually something I I like, and it's something. This is what I my dream arc for Kazuya would be, for that to happen, and then him to kind of become an old man or kind of how old he is now in Tekken, and then finally get some kind of redemption. Uh, yeah. which they never really did, and I'm not sure they tend to do. We'll see with 7, but uh, I feel yeah. like they might do something interesting in 7, but I also think Tekken, story-wise, might be done with anything kind of interesting. But I think it's time for another 3. Yeah. Like, I think they needed to jump to the next generation at either 4 or 5. Yeah. Um, both fine with 5, but I think, yeah, after that, it was kind of... 
Yes, six is where it got way too yeah, big. Yeah, they went full retard. But, uh, yeah. what was I saying? Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe six is just the number that things get too big, because that's where it happened with Resident Evil also. Uh, but yeah, so I always kind of wanted, because I think Kazuya's story is compelling, because he's almost like, I, I talk about Batman way too much. He's not really like Batman, but it's like, or just the idea of something dark happens to you in childhood, and it defines your life. But then, I guess the difference between the two is that Kazuya hits that point where he he gets his revenge. Okay, and then, then what? Then we see what revenge does to someone. Uh, and he kind of actually just turns into uh, what he hated. Well, yeah, he's, he's the monster Heihachi created. He's like all the drive for power without the noble goal. Yeah, yeah. which was, it was strange to hear that old man diver with his take on why he chucked him off a cliff in the first place. Yeah, I remember even as a kid that not quite adding up. It's like, what does he mean weak? What is he talking about? He said he could kick a bobcat's ass. There's nothing weak about that. Well, not like... that. First of all, he like literally backhand chucks him off there. Uh, yeah, like throws yeah. him. And I question the logic, or the not the logic, but the uh, validity of his statement that Lions do this to their cubs. You know, I heard this in another anime. I think this is like weird Japanese urban huh. legend. That's interesting. But <laughs> uh, no, he actually later on he he talks about well he discusses his worldview with June. I forget what he says. Uh, do you remember what he says? He says something about well his about well, yeah, I, I remember this because like it it strikes an odd chord with me now where he says like uh people in the name of justice do all kinds of wicked and cruel shit. Some people mistake their own greed or lust for power or whatever as yeah. justice and ju- this this idea of justice and the way people kind of use it as the call to arms to do whatever god-awful thing they desire is the real problem. Yeah, it's kind of, it was said in the opening in a different way. But, uh, and then yeah. it's like, you know, the only way to accomplish, for my version of world peace to exist is for a total reset, because we've completely shut yeah. ourselves to death. Uh, but then, somewhere around there, he talks about Kazuya... Kazuya's role in his plan, and it almost sounds mm-hmm. like in some warped way he actually does love Kazuya. Like he he did that to test his strength yeah. because he wanted Kazuya to be his successor, and he knew his successor had to be strong enough to do something like that. Uh, and then yeah. he's like, if if he wouldn't have been strong enough, I would have just killed myself. Yeah, well, it, it kind of it. It you know what it it stood out to me more like the actual like there actually being some like real heart behind all this madness is when he he tells Kazuya to rise after that it it almost sounds like there was like a tinge of passion yeah. in it like that's yeah. my boy and yeah uh, 
couple things about that. Like my knowledge of Japanese history is limited to what I see in their entertainment. But um, uh, a thing I noticed across the board, like uh, in regards to like villainous motives that tend to resonate with audiences, they seem to really like the character who seeks power, maybe even through bad ends, but for noble means. Like a, a really popular one is a character named Rao from Fist of the North Star, and he was so popular they held an actual funeral for him when his character died in the anime he was in. Yeah, it isn't the first time they've done that either. Um, but uh, and I was kind of wondering why, because there's a lot of characters like that in anime. It's like very much cliche. And I thought about another character, this one based off a real historical figure, uh, Nobunaga. You know about him, right? And, you know, he often gets, like, like literally betrayed as a demon. And I kind of envy this, because it's like, I think we've only now gotten it with Assassin's Creed. I think there's some DLC where you can, like, battle against evil George yeah. Washington. And, you know, I'd like to see more of that with our shit. But, um, yeah, he's frequently portrayed as a demon and, like, his ambition being so, like, monstrous that he's, like, literally possessed by demons. But it's, like, an integral part of their history that he rose to power and did all this shit because he united Japan when they were literally warring states. And I kind of wonder... If there's that has some tie to it, if that has some, I don't know, like 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 it, it's in. Let's let's use a word you like, like the zeitgeist of the of the not the zeitgeist. It's a, not not the right term. It's the spirit of the time. So like like a, a cultural conscience or like a. I'm floundering here. Do you get what I'm, I'm trying to get at? Uh, yeah. Go over the archetype one more time. Are you saying just like the idea of someone coming to power to who like seeks to attain power and a high level at that, maybe the most power possible, and is willing to get it through yeah, nefarious means, but but ultimately for a no, yeah, but ultimately yeah, yeah. for a noble end, an extremely yeah. noble end. See that that was always. It was weird watching this again. It kind of answered the question, which I love. That's one other reason why I love seeing this anime is, you know, going through the instruction manuals of the old games. They had just weird little tidbits. Oh, like how uh, Hihachi's childhood dream is of world domination. Uh, yeah, well, there's another thing where it said he likes world peace, and I remember reading that as a kid. And yeah. Like, what the fuck does he mean? Like, he likes what he's yeah. like. I, Okay, well, like, uh, one guy I wanted to cover, because he stands out for a couple of reasons in this anime, uh, Lee? <laughs> uh, this is like, because I want to say we don't see Lee again till 4, and by 4 he's a very changed character. Uh, this is this is back when Lee was kind of, like, mysterious and super sketchy. And uh, the anime decided to take this in the skeeziest direction possible because he is a slime ball in this shit. <laughs> yeah. 
straight up contracting people to kill Kazuya, and then he's like, <laughs> like telling Nina he loves her, and then going to sleep with Anna, and then contracting Anna to kill them both, and yeah. See, I always, for some reason, that always stuck in my head as, like, canon. Oh, that he was, uh, screwing both uh, of them? Anna, at least. I always thought he had a relationship with Anna somehow. Yeah, well, they kind of, I want to say they simultaneously, uh, give a nod to it, but write off the fact that they had a relationship in Five, and that their rivals in, uh, Anna's... Uh, playthrough, and they act as though they they're meeting for the first time, but express immediate interest in each other. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I kind of I was boned when I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, they might be a good match for <laughs> each other. Yeah. He is. You know what else I noticed? And I'm not sure if this was intended. If this was intended, this is like a really deep and interesting choice for the character. Uh, if not, then it's just something to be said about the voice actor. <laughs> he has a speech impediment. Who, Lee? Well, yeah. I didn't notice that. There's a couple of times where he's supposed to say S's and does a shh sound instead. Mm. Like, uh, let me grab my notes here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like at one point, um, right after Kazuya uh, defeats one, defeats the first dinosaur, he says, impossible. <laughs> and at one point during the uh, car drive with, I think it was Nina in the car with him, he says, bishness. Uh-huh. Like, he pumps them out really fast so you can easily miss them, but, like, the business one stood out to me at first. I was like, did I hear that wrong? Is he saying things weird? And then I, I caught it when he said impossible. I'm not sure how many instances of it are there. Those, the yeah, one I heard. Yeah, that stood out to me was when he said, uh, how, what did he say? He said something really weird. Uh, something about, oh, second-rate clout. Mm-hmm. Oh, second-rate clout due to his... Br- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, his big scene at the end where he, like, chews on the scenery so fucking hard he gives himself gingivitis. I'll never give it up! <laughs> God damn. Um, yeah, I forgot. Like, I was documenting it as the show went on, but I don't think I made an actual count. Uh, let me see. Oh, wait. I'm pretty sure at least five people die in this. Who? Uh, uh, that's named characters. Well, characters that are named. Well, um, Ganryu dies. Wait, how does Ganryu die? Uh, 
Well, I initially thought he died after fighting Michelle because internal bleeding. Oh, yeah. But here's the deal. Right? That's right, the island blows so up. You see, yeah, you see all those people all the people get off the island. You don't see any of them carrying Bake, Michelle, or Ganryu. <laughs> and they were un. <laughs> They're fucking I mean... dead. Uh, Lee blew up. Jack got crushed. And Anna got eaten. So that's like what? That's like six? Anna got eaten. Wait, was Michelle at the end? She was unconscious. I don't remember seeing her. She was drowned? I think so. Uh, So did did, uh, (laughs) that guard lay drop the rock on. He dropped a rock on a guard? He dropped the rock on one of them and they fell in the water and then he like jump kicked the other. Like, I could see the one who got jump kicked surviving because he didn't get kicked in the face. But <laughs> that guy who caught the rock to the head oh, was yeah. unconscious. Oh, yeah, Now, I remember that scene because it was odd. I remember it seemed like Lee snuck up behind one of the guys, uh, very gently hit him on the neck. And then it, it's really complicated, shitty animation where he kind of, like, sets him down gently. I was like, what? Yeah. That took a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. and then there's a he peeks over the rock and he kind of it's a weird animation. It looks like he he ages from about the fifty to forty as he moves across the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. There's that that guard the guard lay killed, and then there was the guard Jack killed, just needlessly. <laughs> Threw his ass into the rocks. He killed a guard. He throws a guard into the rocks and his head like smashes in and leaves like a big ass blood stain. Oh yeah. It was it was surprising. It was like startling. Uh, you know, <laughs> one of the things I love and I may have mentioned this to you before is uh, when old man diaper butts just backhands the shit out of Lee and he goes flying, but he skids. Yeah. On his head? <laughs> yeah, I got that in my notes, too. <laughs> it's just a perfect, like, like what better way could you do that? Yeah, like, this is, like, the the perfect sort of, like, explanation point to just how much of, like, a bitch slap that is. <laughs> just no respect for that guy. Also, uh, just working through my notes here. <laughs> At one point during Kazuya's fight with Michelle, he does like a legit air juggle on yeah, her. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I don't know. See, as I was thinking about this, I was doing that thing too, where I was like, how would you turn this into like a, a real movie? Because I haven't seen the second Tekken live action movie, have you? Uh, I haven't watched the second the first one. one. I sort of, I kind of like had it on with the computer on, and I was just kind of looking back and it's forth. It's really weird. It's like, it's, it's, it's weird. It kind of feels like it's supposed to be Tekken 3, but I, none of it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Tekken 3 characters from 5. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. And the, uh, the plot will just Who change. June? I, I feel like somebody important played June. I I don't know. Also, they made Kazuya a full-on rapist in that movie. 
Yeah, I remember having some discomfort when I was first hearing about Tekken 3 and some of the uh, people talking about indicating that that's how Jin was conceived versus him being the Antichrist figure and just being yeah uh, born on account of like devil trying to keep itself alive when Kazuya blew up is that what happened so that 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 seems to be the two primary stories either there was some skeezy shit going on with Kazuya and June or at some point during their time together devil kind of left uh <laughs> a little bit and, so I guess I guess there's a there's a third option where they just had a legit relationship and some part of devil. Yeah. yeah so yeah. They, this this film seems to imply that they they just got it on and she kind of saved him and then that leads to Tekken two mm-hmm. or three at the end mm-hmm. of this and then um yeah then there's the the rapey theory. But I've always, in my head, it's always been like they, that they were kind of, like, the the devil kind of drew them together. So like, uh, super means. That's kind of what I always assumed. But I also think yeah. June definitely has feelings for Kazuya. It's, I know, mm-hmm. I, if Kazuya had feelings for June, I, who knows? I think Kazuya may just be straight up possessed since he's come back from the dead. Well, see, that's the thing is like, uh, well, he was possessed by his own desire for power. Remember in a four, he basically takes control and basically suppresses the yeah. devil, the devil entity. What does he want? He, he wants power, right? That's he, it. he wants absolute power. He wants power over everything. Yeah. But why? There is no reason. That's why he's horrified. Yeah, it's weird. I always, my reading of Kazi is that it's always been he's corrupted by the devil somehow. Well, there is something to be said for that. And like, uh, there's the character of Angel in the games, which uh, even even when it first happened was kind of confusing. Because I want to say in the manuals they like paint her as both a legit angel and the embodiment of the good left mm-hmm. in Kazuya, and that just gets all the more confusing when the devil stops being the legit devil and just some entity, and then stops being some entity and then starts being a gene which somehow takes on a sentient aspect. Yeah, well, I thought it was a gene that enabled the devil to be released or as the host or some shit. You know, I think the best way to combine all of this in a way it makes sense, because then it can also apply to Jinpachi, is you make the devil gene a genetic a genetic disposition towards demonic yeah, possession. Yeah, that's what I kind of gathered. Um, that's why old man Diaper Butts yeah. was pissed, because he didn't have access to that power, because he didn't have the devil gene. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it just get Well, yeah, it gets even more confusing now in Seven, considering Kazuya's mother is a character in there, and she's apparently the source of the devil gene. But then it's like, okay, wait, 
So what's the point of Jimpachi having it? Yeah. Yeah. This, the cannon's getting really bloated. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I think, uh... Uh, I don't know. I guess only a few minor things left to cover. Um, I think Kazuya, uh, in... Is at least inspired, if not out- outright based on a Japanese manga and anime character called Devilman. Oh yeah, Devilman. I was gonna bring that up actually because there's a few direct shots where I was like, "This looks like that thing Devilman I've seen." I don't know. I've never seen Devilman. I don't know what his steez is, but I know he's a purple devil. Well, the idea behind uh, Devilman is, um, and actually, there yeah, there maybe is more there that might explain some of the changes because uh, in in Devilman there is a demonic invasion. They possess humans on a genetic level, like specifically like a genetic level. However, um, they normally take over, but uh, humans with a pure heart can actually take control of the amalgam of the human and the devil, and Devilman is one of those instances. Oh yeah, wait, there is one thing i got to talk about, and it's another one of the things that bugged me about the anime. Anime June is just what? awful. Why don't you like her? <laughs> She's not cool in this. She's like, I mean, they have some of the elements, they have like the spiritual element of the character mm-hmm. in there. They just kind of gloss over it. She barely fights in this thing. All she, like, does is hover around Kazuya and, like, put herself up on the altar of him, like, getting through his parental issues. And it's like, she was like a heroic character in the game. And it it just doesn't come across that well. She just seems like... She's got this one-track mind, and everything is Kazuya. Yeah, and... you're kind of right. It's, and that's another strange canonical liberty, I guess. But it it kind of fits, and I've always yeah. kind of, uh, I'm I'm not sure if it fits in with my canon or not. Because <laughs> we make mm-hmm. our own canon when it comes to these things. There's so much. Said. Yeah. Uh, whether definitely. she was, I kind of like the idea that she's present when he gets chucked off the cliff. I'm not. I'm. I'm not opposed uh, to that. It makes it. It makes an interesting dynamic, and I see why they did it here because it gives them a relationship, like uh, they're tied together. But mm-hmm. now that you mention it, like I, I did kind of like her and how she's. She is kind of the protagonist, almost more so than Kazuya. It like it follows her story, and it ends with her story. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, now that I think about it, she really doesn't even fight. She flips Lee over once, and she gets into a fighting stance, maybe like yeah, three times. Yeah, like she's about to. Like I was thinking about that as they were about to fight. I was as she was about to fight Kazuya. I was like. If I were to write this movie, would I want to do that or not? Like, could you do that right? Have these two characters mm-hmm. fight, and what's the dynamic given their relationship? But mm-hmm. here, it's like, wait a minute. Stealth Raptors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you fight Which... the Stealth Raptors? No, Kazuya mm-hmm. fought them all. Yeah. 
And then, of course, she just sat there and espoused, like, oh, God, the darkness is overtaking him. Yeah, she kind of doesn't fight. And, and she, they even kind of, like, foreshadow in the beginning where she says something where the guy's like, oh, you know, you're you're such a good fighter. You could actually win this tournament. And then later on, she's yeah. like, the, Mich- or the, the Kazuma Ryu fighting style wasn't meant for this. You get the feeling mm-hmm. like she's going to... And then, like, yeah, like, Lei actually has some interest, like, when he, uh, like, fake attacks her, he's like, oh, yeah, this is uh, the Kazuma style. It's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and he, uh, he also does this thing a couple times where he, like, he's like, oh, you're, like, you're good for a girl, and then he's like, oh, that that girl over there is pretty tough, and she, like, calls him out on shit, but at the same time, she never, like, she's gonna fight him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she even, like, like gives him shit. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, you sure you want to enter this tournament with those yeah. skills? Which is, on the on the one hand, I, I respect because she does make it through this crazy shit without throwing a punch, but at the same time, this character uh, should be throwing punches. <laughs> well, see, it makes sense that she would want to mm-hmm. avoid it. Is that's that's the thing about June in general. She's ultimately peaceful to the degree that it's almost a super. Well, it's not even almost. I think it actually is a but superpower. Story wise, she shouldn't be able to get through without throwing a punch. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing too. Is that I don't know if this is just in my head canon or if there's anything to back it. But the way I always looked at it is like skill wise, she's actually on par with Kazuya. She's just a very different kind yeah, of fighter. Yeah, fighter and her personality, you know, she wouldn't fight as often. She's more... Mm-hmm. She's very, and she would also be restrained. Right, I think her biggest weapon in this show is empathy. <laughs> Which is cool, yeah. but... Which, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, that. I just, like, there's more to the character. She's a badass, and, like, she's so... And that yeah. even speaks to her fighting style in the games, where she's... She's she's graceful and she's very much like a good yeah. June player will be able to make somebody look stupid with counters. Well, yeah, that's the thing is I think I don't know if she was the only character with counters. She definitely had more yeah. than anyone else. Yeah, but it's it's that idea and personality wise, it's you you know using someone else's own anger and force against them gracefully. Yeah. It's kind of her personality mm-hmm. as well as her fighting style. Uh, and yeah. we don't really get that here, which, again, like a two-hour movie may have been better for something like this. But I, part of me, you know, we've talked about OVAs before. Part of me feels like maybe this was something that was going to get, you know, shopped around to see what the interest was. And if there was, do more. And maybe mm-hmm. it just, people didn't gravitate yeah. toward it for whatever reason. Uh, uh, you know what this does, like watching this did make me feel sad again, and this will just happen to me a couple times a year, is it made me really sad Death by Degrees was not a success. Mm. You know, I would have loved to see really just every, like I said earlier, any fighting game worth its salt, basically every character in it is worth having their own story told, like, to an in-depth degree. And, like, I 
after death by degrees would love to see like a like a king centric wrestling game or yeah. I don't know, maybe like a beat 'em up or brawler starring uh, Law and Paul and maybe Huarong or yeah, or fucking I don't know, but this it's kind of a testament to how lovable some of these characters are. Like these that have been mm-hmm. around for so long now, you know, over twenty years, some of them probably that yeah. we've grown attached to, and we know their personalities, and they mm-hmm. and now they're. Whose ending movies are? If you're not a Tekken player and you watch like Law's most recent endings, it's like what? What? I mean, it's probably funny, but it's like if you've been following that, it's like you get all of the in jokes between yeah. Law and Paul, and like Law never has yeah. money or, or whatever. Yeah, the fact that Law's bad with money. Yeah. He's and, a uh, chef. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, um, let's get to the recommendations. Uh, Tekken came out at a time where, like, I think, I don't know if fighting game animes were just in, or people saw the success of the Street Fighter 2 anime or trying to, you know, jump on that. And uh but uh yeah, it's got a lot of contemporaries to look at and maybe appreciate. Uh the best of them, I would argue, is Street Fighter Two anime, Street Fighter Two the motion picture. Uh that's probably the best of them. Uh that being said, I mentioned earlier that the best way to like to take on fighting games in another medium is to do a series just because it gives you time to do the characters justice. And if you liked Street Fighter, it might be worth it to check out Street Fighter 2 V. Yeah, that's my shit. Which is, which is fun. It is a lot. It is a, so good. a metric fuck yeah. ton of fun. When are we going to get to that shit? Uh, it's part of a theme month that may come up sooner rather than later. Um, what else? Uh, and there's other ones that came out which are varying degrees of like good or just entertaining like uh battle arena toshiden uh fatal fury the two ovas and the motion picture the motion picture is maybe my personal favorite of all the fighting game animes um there was one for a obscure neo geo game called gao kaiser but i haven't actually seen that yet <laughs> Um, if you like the idea of what they're doing with Kazuya, maybe try Devilman. <laughs> Though that's like really, that's like, that's uber grimdark. Devilman, most, just about every depiction of Devilman is like grisly and grimy. And just, just fucking, the closer it is to Go Nagai, the more nasty it also is. <laughs> Go Nagai is a creepy motherfucker. He's going to get a month, too. Interesting. Uh, yeah, anything you have to recommend? Mm, play Tekken. Oh, God, if, you yeah. Know, if you just want a good, fun time, go and watch all of the cutscenes from like Tekken 1 through 3. That's just... Yeah. That's some good shit. 
Yeah, watch uh, Eddie Gordo's ending and tell me that isn't like the trailer for the best movie <laughs> ever. Uh, Eddie hunting down Kazuya. Some tight ass <laughs> shit. I was like, I remember when I first watched that. I don't know it, what the order was of like people I beat the game with, but I know like I I watched Eddie's ending pretty early, and when I saw that picture of Kazi, I was just like, oh, ah, oh. <laughs> losing my shit. Yeah, it's those little vignettes. That's why I love. They all have their own stories, but they all interconnect so well. So weird. It's like yeah. the it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anything you want to say to the audience about the Tekken anime? Uh, yes. I still love this thing. It's just charming. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, it's it's kind of one of those dream things to find for me, where it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? When we talked about Ninja Gaiden, and I think mm-hmm. me and Joe mentioned kind of being out of the loop with that, but but saying yeah. how if we had played the games and then seen this, it would have blown our dicks off. That's yeah. yeah that's how I feel about off. this as a Tekken like fanboy, someone who loves Tekken and plays mm-hmm. every game and it actually loves the story. You know, bef- mm-hmm. like let's see, this came out in '98, right? I didn't. I don't think I yeah. saw it. I'm not sure when I saw it. I probably saw it early 2000s. So by that point, we were around Tekken 4, maybe before Tekken 4. Mm-hmm. Hearing yeah. about Tekken 4. Maybe before then. Um, maybe right, like Tag, tag. Was probably out. That was probably... I'm not sure. But in any case, like all we had to go on the story from the first three games was these cutscenes that for the most part weren't voice acted. And so to see this, yeah. like that story actually told cohesively, like the whole thing, like seeing like, oh, but, like, you know, they're at the volcano and like just all the, the shit, like even if it was like, oh, look, this, this just Paul's hair. Like it was still something. Mm-hmm. And King looking like it, Tony it, the it Tiger. It made the story that much more tangible and fleshed out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've warmed up to it a bit more. I see a lot of potential in it that, like, some of my uh, gripes still stand. Uh, I miss a lot of the characters. I wish Shikazuya weren't so overpowered. <laughs> but it's, I don't know, It's it's... It's still worth watching, like, if you're a Tekken fan or you like fighting game animes. Um, just don't come in here looking for Akira. And if you Akira. do, you're stupid. Well, you know, it's kind of like when talking about live-action movies and someone's complaining about something not being breathtakingly amazing. I said, yeah, it ain't Shawshank. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. I think this game... this movie's plot is more cohesive than Akira's. Yeah, but, like, Akira is one of those, like, yeah. mass appeal things. <laughs> yeah, that, that's another thing is... Or, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't that's a another thing is, play. if we had Joe on, maybe we'd 
get this perspective, but from someone who doesn't know shit about the games, I imagine they might be kind of lost with this. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> just then, and then, yeah. Just, just, just remember, if you're ever confused about anything, dear listener, <laughs> ask your flesh. And then when you're done asking your flesh, ask your fist. Because only when you master your flesh, fist, and the other thing do you have yeah. your Tekken. And it is the key to life. Uh, Good night, everybody. Well, I got a confession to make as soon as I close this door for fear of waking up my niece. Yeah, confession to make. Uh, what you heard is not all that we recorded. Um, big piece missing on account of, well, time. But fear not, dear listener. I'll have a full thing up in the near future. Much like the Golden Boy episode. But, uh, let's get to business real quick. Special thanks, as always, to the creator of this opening theme, and closing theme, Synthetic Highway. If you liked it and want to hear more, check out the artist Submorphine on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Submorphine, S-U-B hyphen M-O-R-P-H-I-N-E. Special thanks also to the creator of the promo theme, uh, Anime Raku. Ugh, brain. Uh, if you like Anime Raku and want to hear more like it, check out the artist Squarion at facebook.com slash Squarion, S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. Squarion's got a project they'd like me to plug, Project Stick Part 2. Check it out on facebook.com slash Project Stick. If this is your first time listening and you want to find out where you can find more stuff, stuff with me, more stuff with my co-host, you can check out our website, heylistenradio.com, the SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash heylistenradio, or subscribe to us on Android, iTunes, and Google Google Play? Yeah, I think it's Google Play. Joe, Joe Face just hooked that up. So yeah. Um, or you can talk to us on Twitter. I'm at Otaku Connect. Joe Face is at NHEP Returns. And Pangeline is at Hyper 90s. You spell out 90s. So, yeah, I think that's all I got for now. Thanks for listening. Have a good night, people. That's the first time I've seen the flash kick and thought, God, that must hurt. Yeah, it was rough. It's like Kid and Ryu were kind of shit bags. Eiffel Towers. <laughs> Wobbly H. Yeah. Next up, Street Fighter 2B.